Hey y'all, welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast, hosted by Kelsey Hamrick and Tara McAdam. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone, and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, tears, prayers, and the eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, changing your 10th dirty diaper of the day, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey guys, today's episode is titled, Why Does My Life Not Look Like Hers? And it is completely about a topic I believe we all struggle with or have struggled with at some point. Our main Bible passage for today's topic is from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. The definition of comparison for a Google search says it is the act of finding out the differences and similarities between two or more people or things. And like you said, comparison is something I believe we all struggle with. We compare our relationships, our jobs, engagements, weddings, marriages, our kids, our friends, our bodies. You name it, and it is a challenge not to compare. And what's sad, too, is I think most of us do it without meaning to. It doesn't take much for those thoughts to creep in our mind that we want what someone else has. I mean, there's always going to be something, you know, when you're single, it's a boyfriend. If you have a job, you want a new job. You want a new car, a new house. You want a husband. You want babies. You want, you desire to have freedom when you have a house full. No matter where we're at in life, we will always have the temptation to desire something besides what we have, and it will never be enough. That is so true. It is so true. Contentment just doesn't last long. No. You know, confession time over here. I mean, I can definitely give you a quick rundown of a few areas, just a few, that I have personally struggled with in the area of comparison. I've definitely struggled with relationships in comparison, whether it's my marriage to someone else's marriage, maybe a relationship that a friend has specifically like with her parents or her in-laws that I'm just envious of, or parenting skills. I'll watch other parents and see how well they discipline and love and show grace to their children. And I, again, am envious or discontent with how I do things. Food choices is one of those things that I feel like is a constant struggle for me as far as comparison. Too much organic, not enough organic. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, are we doing oat milk this week or 2% milk this week? Like, whatever, you know, but just like you see what other people feed their kids and you're like, man, I'm not. I mean, I'm not feeding my kids that, you know, so it's just like comparison there and, and even body image. I mean, I am pregnant with baby number four. So my body has been stretched and and pulled. I've breastfed three babies now. And so like my body is totally not what it was before I got married and right when I got married. And so I think, you know, even the struggle to look at, you know, pre-marriage body and pre-baby body and seeing other people, well, they've had a few babies and their body's pretty tight looking and and mine's like sagging at the floor, you know, or like even house decor. I'll go into someone's house. You know, I've struggled with this with you, Kelsey. You're you're such a, you have a gift for decorating and you just have an eye for it. And I have another close friend. It's the same way, like they're budget conscious and they they know how to make their house just look like Joanna Gaines on, on a friendly budget and it's just beautiful and then I'm like thinking my wheels are spinning already like how can I get my house to like look more DIY beautiful like you'd see on Joanna Gaines show 
And then even cleanliness, like house cleanliness, you know, I've always got laundry baskets in my <laughs> kitchen, like constantly. And I always have laundry still in my dryer, you know, yeah, it's always oh, there. <laughs> for sure. And so even just like, I'll go to someone's house who their dishes are done and you don't see the baskets or whatever. And so it's just like a constant comparison of, you know, they are busy and they have a full-time job and they have a full family to take care of. And yet their house still looks very clean. Like, what am I doing? You know, again, like you just kind of turn it back in on yourself. And, and again, like friendships or career paths and clothes and different makeup, like there are so many areas. I know for me personally that like, I just can't help, but see what others have or see what others do. And then it turns inward to where I'm like, well, why doesn't my marriage look like that? Or why can't I, you know, wear yeah. makeup that's that beautiful or whatever. Oh gosh. Yeah. But like, what yeah. about you? Yeah. I, we scroll through social media and like see all these pictures of influencers and it's so easy to be like, man, I wish my home looked like that. Or I see these single ladies that go to the gym every day and they're traveling. Get it girl. Get it girl. I can't do that. Um, you know, and, you know, they travel, they see the world and no matter how thankful that I am to be married and I have kids, it's hard to not have FOMO sometimes when it's right in my face. It's in my hand right there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you said it, social media, social media has totally opened up a whole new window in which we can view into other people's lives that in the past years, we've just never had access to. Right. Real you know, real talk though, people put what they want you to see, you yeah. know, not all the yeah. things that are going on behind the scenes are there. Right. I know me personally, I'm totally guilty of doing this. I want to take a picture of my kids with their super cute costumes because they just, they look so cute as Elsa and Buzz Lightyear and Mario. Mm-hmm. But before I can snap the picture, I make us all play the pickup game because our playroom has to look perfect. Like it's never played in for my post. You know, like how ridiculous is that? Nobody cares about a messy playroom. Playrooms are supposed to be messy, you know? Yes, it's so hard though. And one thing I've realized about comparison is that it's just so difficult for us to feel like we aren't equal with other people. I mean, why is that? Because even the disciples of Jesus, you know, the ones who literally he personally invited to follow him, even they argued about who among them was the greatest. Jesus knew what they were thinking and his response was, For it is the one who is the least among you all who is the greatest. You remember earlier I said the definition of comparison is the act of finding out the differences. That means that we are making the decision to compare. Well, what influences our decisions? And that would be whatever we're reading, whatever we're listening to, and whoever we're surrounding ourselves with. And like the disciples, we tend to compare ourselves to one another when we should be comparing ourselves to Jesus. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) That's the take home message, people. That's the spiritual spanking right there. (laughs) Absolutely. We should be comparing ourselves to Jesus and not to each other. And that is a temptation that we have to guard against, guard our eyes against and guard our mind against every single day. And, you know, Eve. Let's go back to the beginning. Eve struggled with this in the Garden of Eden. She Mm -hmm. wanted to be equal with God. She was told by the serpent that the command God gave to not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil was nothing in comparison to the reward if she disobeyed God and ate of it. So she basically compared 
what God said to what the serpent said. She compared what God said to what she saw with her eyes. And ultimately her heart's desire outweighed her love for God. And she disobeyed. Comparison has consequences that not only impact you, but it impacts those around you. And especially the ones that are closest to you as well. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible says in Luke 10, 27, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. How can we be loving the Lord, our God with all our mind? If we just don't take the time to discipline our mind to know what his word says. Yeah. We've got to meditate on what his word says, practice living out what his word says. Our pastor from our church, we attended in Auburn, brother Al, he's no longer the pastor there, but he was pastor there for over 40 years. And he always would say, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. And you know, your well referencing your heart. Well, my question for you as a listener, and even to myself and to you, Kelsey, is what's down in your well and who is putting it there and why is it there? Absolutely. I love that saying. I tell people that all the time from you telling me that what's down the well comes up in the bucket. So true. You know, I think it is super easy for us to blame social media. And I, I for sure think social media makes it so much easier for us to have access to other people's lives and the very best parts of other people's lives. We always see the good, but not usually the bad and the ugly. But can we really blame social media? Because if we're constantly on social media seeking approval and likes, then that can easily shape the way that we think about everything, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I even have friends who are totally not on social media. They are off the grid. And I've had conversations with them about this topic and they still even struggle with this topic just from like visiting a friend's house and having a play date with another family. And it's just like, even, even if social media is not in the picture, it's still a heart issue. I think that a lot of us struggle with. Absolutely. But I have a question, Kels, want to hear, how does comparison negatively affect us? Oh yeah, that's a good, that's good. Uh, On one hand, it makes us feel like we're not enough. Or what we have is not enough. But on the flip side of that, it can make us feel like we're better than other people because we have more figured out than whoever we're looking at, which is not true, but it makes us think that. And in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, Paul says, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be without understanding. (laughs) I don't want to be who he's talking about. But you know what? Sometimes I am. A lot of times I am. And and it's really difficult, especially when I I lose focus on on God. That's what I need to be looking at. Just like we said earlier, who are we supposed to be comparing ourselves to? Jesus. That's right. And he's perfect. And he's the only one that's perfect. And we will never be perfect. But we depend on his grace and his holiness and his love and mercy to help shape the way that we think and shape the way that we view our brothers and sisters and, and shape the way that we, our attitude that we have towards what he's given us and and what, what he's given others. You know, sometimes going back to, you were talking about how it can even help negatively affect. Yeah. You know, we start to dislike those who we're comparing ourselves to, or we, sometimes we even begin to grow resentment in our hearts towards the life that they live. I know in my past, when I've compared my life to others, it has led me to be jealous or even speak downwardly about their life. Or even in some instances, I've been hateful or distant 
to my husband and my kids when I've gotten envious of the ease of someone else's life. Right. You know, so how do you feel like we can change the way we think so that we're not constantly comparing? I mean, ultimately, I believe that it's a discipline with anything. If you play a sport, you play basketball. When you're going to shoot a free throw, you don't just make the free throw. You have to be disciplined to practice. And same same thing with prayer, same thing with memory, scripture memory. You, You have to practice and you have to be aware. You have to be conscious of it. And it has to become a discipline in that you're aware of what's going on and you're dependent upon the Lord and the Holy Spirit to kind of help shape a new mind and a new eyesight. Um, I love this verse in Philippians chapter four, verse eight, that says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, I had a friend recently that that was one of her um, verses that she memorized. And she said, I will literally, when I'm in the middle of looking at someone else's life and I'm tempted to compare or I'm tempted to be discontent or I'm tempted to be envious, I will stop and go, is what I'm thinking true? Is what I'm thinking honorable to the Lord and honorable to my friend? You know, is what I'm thinking just, is it pure? And again, it just, it's like a heart check that you can do really quickly. So this would, this would be a really good verse, I think for us and our listeners to, practice memorizing to help you in that moment of temptation to stop and and think about God's word in this way to help you and and you know we need to remember to meditate daily on what we know is truth yeah. God's word is truth and his word is the lens through which we filter everything you know if it isn't true then it goes in the trash it's rubbish yeah. it's rubbish it goes in the trash <laughs> so yes. you know if we believe I love in that God, word Yes, you know, if, <laughs> if we believe that God is sovereign over our lives and in complete control, then we need to believe in our heart that the life he has given us today is the life he wants us to glorify him the most. And yeah. so again, a good reflection question for myself and you and our listeners, you know, am I doing that faithfully and joyfully? I love when you're talking about that that we need to meditate daily on what we know is truth. And that even goes back to the Garden of Eden. I remember hearing a Jackie Hill Perry sermon one time where she was talking about Eve and how when she failed the serpent, it's because when the serpent questioned her, she wasn't sure what God had said to her. And how important is that for us that whenever we are faced with any of these temptations and any of these sins, that it is so important for us to know what God says, or we will fall into that temptation and meditating on his word is how we're going to do that. And the biggest thing we've got to do, we got to quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. (laughs) You know, that's right. We got to focus on God and Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first God. That's right. And I think, too, when we allow the Holy Spirit to kind of start reshaping our mind and taking hold of of what we see to be true and not true, I think we also will begin to have a joy, not only for the life he gives us, but when we see our friends who are single taking those amazing trips and vacations that we just can't do right now. 
we it turns into joy for them and i am right so we're able happy. to celebrate with them and for them you know i feel like you've said this before with like how hard it is when you're comparing kids when it's like okay well their kid walked before mine but it's like i should be able to be like wow good job you know and right. happy for them instead of going well man mine's not walking yet Right. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, and, and I think that's what the Holy Spirit kind of, it starts with, remember that Jesus is enough. Remember that everything you have is just the icing on the cake. And, and then once we realize that he is all that we need, we can look at others' lives. And if they're, you know, just getting married or they're having their, you know, first child, or they just got a big promotion at their job or, you know, whatever it may be, we can be joyful for them and and happy for them and not discontent and envious of the things that we don't have. But again, right. we have to be willing to let the Holy Spirit do that work in us. And sometimes yeah. when he does work, it's not necessarily pleasant. It is the process of sanctification and, and becoming more like Jesus. And I think we have to be open to allowing him to do that. I was going to say, I think that the best way too that we can discern God's truth is by being obedient and studying his word. You know, like you said, how are we going to know what's true if we don't know what the only source of truth, which is the Bible says. And when we're doing that, when we are reading God's word and trying to hide it in our heart and live it out, you know, we are reminded of how good God is and how not we are like, we are not good. We are not good at all. And it just, it just, kind of puts us in our place. It humbles us. It focuses us on our need for him. It shapes our mind to think in a totally different way. And it also helps us to be disciplined, to love the Lord, our God with all of our mind. Um, I do want to share one quote from Elizabeth Elliott, just talking about obedience that I listened to a podcast. That's all of her old sermons and teachings and conferences and they're it's just so encouraging but she she stated obedience is our daily offering to the lord in our purest form of worship and what better way to love him and to love our neighbors well by uh, being obedient to him and loving him to where we're allowing him to help change our focus and change our minds towards what others have and being thankful that he is all that we need absolutely So why does my life not look like hers? Because it's not supposed to. That's right. You know, and for those of you out there that are single, I encourage you to live your life fully focused on God. Desire him alone and let that be enough because he's more than enough. And as a married person, I can tell you that that desire should stay the same. It is foolish for us to rely on another person to fulfill us because they're not made to do that for us. Um, you know, they're probably going to fail and we're going to fail too. And for those of you out there who are struggling with comparison while waiting for a child, I say the same. Our desire is to desire God more than all of those things. And you know, children are a precious gift, but they're not going to give you that complete contentment and joy and peace that God gives. And for those of us who have kids, we can't put that pressure on them either. Because they're going to fail us too. You know, our lives are supposed to be a reflection to the Lord. The only comparison we should be doing is comparing ourselves to Jesus. Doing that will not only show us our need for a Savior, but it will change the way that we view others as well. There's so much we could say about comparison because I truly think we all struggle with this. But 
I hope that you all feel encouraged by what we talked about today. Oh, amen. Again, you know, friends who are listening, you are not alone. We all struggle in this boat of comparison. Absolutely. And we either are struggling or we have struggled in this area, or maybe in the future, this is um, somewhere that we're going to struggle. But remember our main Bible verse for today is keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And again, you can fill in the blank of money with whatever, you know, keep your life free from the love of marriage, from the love of kids, from the love of job, from the love of, you know, anything that's trying to make you be discontent with Jesus. I think my final, my final words of encouragement and final words to hope in today is just to cling to that Jesus is enough. Yes. Yes, he is. He is all that you need. And we need to remember this every day too. So that's right. We are preaching to ourselves as well, people. We're right there in the boat with you. Absolutely. We hope you've been encouraged today and um, look forward to you joining us on our next episode. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Leave a review on Apple so that others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Thank you so much for listening and we're looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.